This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The 40,000-foot view of Chicago border trade market, take four. One of the reasons that I gave for selling all of my 2022 old crop cash corn last December was that technicals had turned impulsive to the downside. Short crop long tail also appeared to be in play. I had no faith in there being a spring rally. There were rounding tops in both corn and soybeans, and downside momentum progressively picked up as charts rolled over. I've been tracking where I think that these markets are at and the progressive wave count on our generic wave pattern. Note that we have been in the third wave subdivision of a wave seed decline. Third waves are typically the most powerful and can display elevator shaft-like price losses, while technical oversold readings become temporarily irrelevant. There's little question that we were in a third wave decline, with only how much of it, if any, is left to be determined. Chicago border trade markets are essentially deflating, which the Fed wants them to do. Things will eventually get cheaper again. Looking at the larger weekly wave count, the high in July corn was set in May of last year at 760, with an A wave decline bottoming at 574 the following August. The B wave corrective secondary rally topped at 705 in October. The subsequent losses since are part of a C-wave decline. The first objective for a C-wave is taking out the A-wave low, which has been achieved. The first thing that a market has to do before bottoming is stop going down. Chicago border trade markets continued to respond to bad news and had been able to respond to good news. Until today, there was no confirmation yet of any kind of selling exhaustion. The low of the third wave subdivision of wave C will not be the low. There should be a fourth wave correction of current wave C losses first before falling to finish wave 5 of C. The market action itself will have turned up the intensity of increased bearish sentiment until everyone gets bearish at the bottom. New bears will have missed most of the move at this point. Now would not be the time to capitulate to negative sentiment and emotion. The time for that was last fall. New crop December corn filled a long-term chart gap last week, and it's possible that the third wave subdivision of wave 3 is near finished. The low has been 491. That would allow a retracement rally back toward 537 for a wave 4 before a final fifth wave decline to 450 or so. That would probably be a good outcome among possibilities. If the market falls further first, we will have to recalibrate. This bear has gotten out ahead in front of analog history of similar declines, such as in 2013. This is the most similar to that year, except those losses unfolded later in the season in 2013. It appears that it is discounting a lot of bearish news that may or may not unfold in the manner and to the degree being put into the market. Corn and soybean markets are transitioning from old to new crop prices, with these markets essentially being revalued to lower new crop levels. Not even all corn was planted here yet last week, and a lot of soybeans were still in the bag. It is not considered late here yet for soybeans, and temperatures warm here with drier weather this week. Rains delayed planting, but will be of longer-term benefit. The drought has been unevenly watered away locally, but still remains further west. 25% of U.S. corn is still where it is considered drought. If I were in North Dakota and could take prevent plant corn insurance, I would max that out before finishing with soybeans. Crop insurance coverage could impact market action going further. 
We have noted that APHs, when 85% was insured, are covered down to 502 in corn and 1170 in soybeans, so there would be no incentive to sell below those prices for now. If yields are as record high as USDA forecasts that they'll be, we should have some additional bushels above APHs to be able to sell. My 40,000 foot view is that having sold cash corn for 728, then 550 July corn and $13 July soybeans looks cheap to me. Still see technical rebound potential to 630 and 1430 for old crop. End users have to stretch the old crop supply to reach new crop. And July corn expires well ahead of any harvest in its fully old crop. Same for July and August soybeans. Cash corn basis improved here, so supply is still tight. Farmers have the fear of letting old crop grain devalue to new crop pricing as incentive to sell. There will be selling interest now on any recovery rally in both old and new crop. It's good not to have old crop still hanging around your neck. There is a lot of time for new crop marketing yet in the months ahead. Things look pretty bleak today, but after wave C bottoms completing a bearish decline from the 2022 high, things should start to look up again. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.